Hello, and welcome to Third Eye Mind, your spiritual podcast for all things meditations, affirmations, and some good old chit chat. My name is Megan, and I'm your host today, your host with the most spooky stories, because today I'm bringing you guys down memory lane to what I have experienced as someone who loved the paranormal. I have experienced so many different encounters over the years, and I'm going to start with the ones that really stood out to me. This way you can get an idea of maybe there's things that you don't remember from your childhood that you truly encountered that were creepy and scary, because I know I have. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. For me, it starts with going to a place called Dungeon Rock in Lynn, Massachusetts. If you know anything about Lynn, Lynn, the city of sin, you never go out the way you came in. It's truly not wrong. You truly do not go out the way you went in. (laughs) Unless you live down the street from where I lived. It was always one way in and one way out that I went to this one place called Dungeon Rock. And some of my stories are based in Lynn. And I have three of them that are based in Lynn. And that's where my family grew up. Part of my family. It starts with Dungeon Rock. Dungeon Rock was a place where pirates supposedly hid their gold. My dad stumbled upon it one day looking for hiking trails around the place to take us kids because it was free and we loved to get out in nature. So what we did... We walked the trail, and you had to walk up these steep, steep steps. They were very steep. Very, very steep steps to go where you needed to go. And in these steps, there was this, like, crevice feeling. Like, it's like, and I call it a crevice feeling because think of what a crevice is. It's a tiny, small, like, little area and you felt it walking up these stairs you felt like someone was watching you these woods like it's like you're being shrinked down into a crevice like that's what it feels like when you're in these woods you feel like you're being suffocated and people who aren't in tune with energy may not experience it I wasn't in tune with energy as a kid and my friends experienced it and they weren't in tune with energy but we're getting there so my dad took us up and we walked up and the cave was open. It's a dungeon. Like it's called Dungeon Rock. It's an actual cave. And you can go down into this cave. It's pitch black. It's wet. And you can go right down into it. All the way down to the end. Which isn't that far. But it's stuck with water. And you can't really get into it further than that. No one's been able to get past that point. But it's really cool. And it's really, really beautiful and unique. And if you look at it, there's a specific rock. And when you go in and it looks like someone carved out this weird shape and it looks like the shape of Linwoods. So it's very interesting because the way that there's clues and different things hidden around there, you can tell that this pirate wasn't messing around. The pirate was never, the pirate never found his gold, but I don't know if he was ever found. I don't know much about the story. I've read it numerous times, but I don't remember it for the life of me. But I will tell you, On that day, I knew someone was watching me in the woods. I felt it. I felt it wash over me. And I said to my dad and my sisters, I don't have a good feeling. 
So we just went about our day and my dad took pictures inside the cave and went home, developed them and brought them back about a week or two later and said, Meg, do you see this orb over your head? I was covered. When I say covered, I was covered in orbs. There's orbs in all of the photos. And then you look at the photos outside. There's no orbs. Or you look at the photo where my sister's coming down the stairs and there's no orbs. But then you look at me and there's orbs everywhere. It's like these spirits knew I was coming back. It's like they understood that I wanted to be there. I still love that place. I went this past year, brought my dogs with my dad and my sisters. And I will tell you guys that this place speaks to me. I don't know what it is about it, but I will tell you that it just takes you down a whirlwind when you enter that beautiful forest woods. It's hidden behind people's houses, and you'll know it's there by the map. There's a map when you walk in, but it's also a place that they say to be cautious in, that a lot of supposed gangs hang out in. And, you know, we were told that as kids, and it has been on the news, so it has been proven. I mean, there's been things found there that shouldn't have been found there. This place is very haunted. And I just had this thing where I had these guy friends. Um, you know, I, I had guy friends. This is what I did. I was always around the guys. I was just a guy's girl. And my friend Snow and I, um, we decided to say, screw it. We're going to go into the woods at night because why not, right? It says not to, but we were like, we don't care for kids. Why wouldn't we? So Snow and I grabbed my dad's flashlights. My dad said we were crazy. He's like, there's no way I'm going in there. So we called a couple of our friends and there was about a group of, I want to say six of us or seven of us that went in there first. And I felt so uncomfortable going in there. So uncomfortable to the point where I had to hold on to people. Like I was holding on to different people. My friend Bobby Joe, my friend Snow. Like we we were all holding on to each other. We were like, this is creepy. This is scary. What the (laughs) It was a lot. It was a lot. But in this moment, I remember walking through the woods, knowing exactly where I'm going, the path I've been on many numerous of times. I knew right where the steps were. It was like I was being led to this rock and we would hang out there. Like I had no fears as a kid. We lit a little fire there. We hung out on the rock because it's like there's a dungeon, but you have to go inside of a crevice of a rock. Like the rock's huge that the dungeon is in and that the cave is in. It's huge. It's a big thing. So you can climb it. So we climbed it, we sat on top of it, and there's a reservoir it overlooks. There's even a tower in this place as well, like an old tower. It's really, really, really cool. But that being said, I remember getting up the stairs and freaking out because I felt someone watching me. And I said to Snow, I turned and looked at him because me and Snow like practically lived together. We, like he was living, like literally, he wasn't living at my house, but he should have. He was just always there. Like my family loved him. He was a second son. And I'll tell you, he said to me, I feel the same goddamn way, Meg. I don't know what it is, but something's here. But shut up. You'll be fine. He always said, shut up. You'll be fine. So I said, okay. We sat around a little bit. We kept hearing noises. And it wasn't like a, a noise you would normally hear. It was like, oh, 
uh, like it was like, what the f- is that? It's strange. We thought someone was messing with us. We started hearing like banging noises, like someone was chipping away. It's like we were hearing them create this cave. It was truly crazy. It was like I could hear them digging out this cave deeper and deeper. And we were just sitting on the rock and I just felt someone's presence behind me. And I turned around and I just saw a shadow figure run. And I said, I don't think we need to be here anymore. I just felt like I was being told to leave. And you know that feeling where you need to listen to that feeling. You need to trust that feeling. So we left and we walked out. And on the way out, there was these red eyes watching us. Every step we took, those red eyes were following us, waiting for us to come back. And we did. Picture this six or seven of us here. It got to the point where we were going back every week. We'd have a couple cigarettes up there. We'd have a couple beers. You know, we'd have some fun. And we didn't know that there was more to this land. There was a place behind there that looked like a fireplace. There's a lot of different places in here because we didn't really experience it. We didn't really walk through it too much. We just went right to the cave and we even cut it with bolt cutters and went in it at night. It was just not, you should never do that. I apologized in my mind so many times. I even brought a new lock one time because I felt so bad. Um, But in that moment, we went back, just three of us. It was me, Bobby Joe and Snow. And the three of us said, all right. Hold on, brace yourself. So it was me on an outside corner, Bobby Joe in the middle, because she would not go in the middle, and snow on the other side. And we were holding on to each other, like follow the yellow brick road. And we followed the path, not realizing we were being watched the whole time. As we're walking, we heard someone like talking, and we heard the leaves moving, and we saw like what we thought was shadows going in and out of the woods. It wasn't just one shadow. There were shadows everywhere. It was like this whole colony of people was just spying on us. And you could feel it was like pressure in your chest, pressure in your heart, pressure on your back. It was like someone was breathing down your neck. And I'm getting chills even speaking about it. That changed the tone for me. That's when I started really diving deeper into my own dark vortex of life. But I remember this moment so vividly. We got to the top of the stairs. The top of the stairs. Normal. What we would normally do with our friends. And we got up there. And I felt this man standing there. And I said to Bobby, Joe, and Snow, I think we need to leave. We got to get the F out. And they were like, why? I was like, I don't feel good. I feel uncomfortable. I felt the shift of energy. Where it was like, I'm being watched and I'm being told that if I don't get the hell out, some problems are going to arise. So I even felt this warm pressure on my back and I've never felt that before. I do have a story that I will be sharing with you guys of what happened. I never felt that before this moment. And I felt like someone's hands were on my back that were pushing me and telling me to leave. So... I said, let's go. I don't feel comfortable. We heard some, it sounded like someone took a big rock and threw it like twice. It wasn't just once. It was twice. It was like a warning sign. Get the hell out. And could it have been someone living there? Of course it could have been. But 
you're young in that moment and you're scared, right? So I said, okay, let's leave. So we walked back down the stairs. We couldn't get into the rock because, you know, it was locked and we weren't going to cut open the bolt cutters again. We weren't going to do that. So um, we went down and as you walk through this path, the red eyes were back, the shadows were moving and it was like, oh, getting chills even thinking about it because I was just there. Yes. Like it was like yesterday to me. Um, I was there this past year and I walked through it with my dad and sister, no problem. Um, but I could still feel the same feeling. And as I'm walking with them, you know, I've had flashbacks of me being in the woods with Bobby Joe and snow and the red eyes, even though it was like night, it was turning into nighttime and it was getting dark. So we were like rushing out of the woods. We didn't realize how late it was. And I was freaking out because all I could think about was the feeling I felt in the dark of the woods. It's just like the complete lonely feeling like you're cut off from the rest of the world. And as a kid, I didn't like that feeling. So going back to me, Bobby Joe and Snow walking through the way we felt after, like we saw red eyes. When I tell you guys the red eyes were there, they were there. They were staring at us. They were like, it was like a low bodied growl that we heard on the way out. And we were so close to the exit. When I say so close to the exit, like you could see the lights from the pocket lot. That's how close we were. And it was like that. And all of a sudden I saw the red eyes. Like I have full body chills right now, guys. It freaks me out even talking about it. And those red eyes followed us. It was like they were pierced in, like pierced into a tree. And then they were pierced into the lower bush area where we were walking by our feet. And then you could see them in the corner. It was like all different red-eyed beings just watching us and growling. And we've never experienced that. We thought it was like a raccoon. We had flashlights, guys. So we shine the flashlights in the areas. We are shining them behind us because you always look behind you. Remember that. You go anywhere. You look at all your surroundings to the right, to the left, to the back of you, especially in the woods. You never not do that. Something that I learned very young. And on our way out, we turned and looked back and you could physically feel it was like a black vortex of energy. That place still stands today. It's still there. And we had like, I remember we had the worst luck after. Um, Like it was kind of like we had attachments. And of course, we don't know what that meant back then, right? Like how the hell would we know what that meant? We just like were told about ghosts. And these attachments were just kind of latching on to us. And I remember Snow got in a really bad car wreck. Um, I had like really bad suicidal thoughts after that. Bobby Joe broke her arm like during her cheering season that she was the captain of, like, it was like, we had a lot of things trickling down. Um, her boyfriend broke up with her. We flatted out four tires and I drove home on four flat tires. Like it, so many things happened that week and I didn't even realize it until putting like two and two together before I came here to talk to you guys about this. But it was like, we got an attachment and this is why it's so important to protect your energy and to talk to people about protecting their energy Because even shows that I watch, I watch these people go in and investigate ghosts and spirit. And it's probably one of the worst things you can do if you don't know how to protect yourself. It's one of the worst things you can do. Because that can suck the life out of you. You can end up living in such a negative headspace because you have that attachment in your field. It leaves a big impact. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, This is a real true life story of what happened uh, to little old me and some friends in Dundon Rock. And 
check it out. Dungeon Rock in Lynn, Massachusetts. It's a beautiful place. And I hope you guys enjoy the many stories to come. And I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to be a part of my podcast, please send me an email, thirdimindpodcast at gmail.com. And you can literally message me and say, hey, here's my ghost story. Here's what I experienced. If you don't want to talk on the lovely, lovely, lovely microphone. Or you can even just tell me what you want to do. You want to do twin flame information. We want to talk about mediumship or you can bring up your whole trauma. We're trying something new here. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the ads. Thank you for supporting me. I couldn't do this without you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day.